And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 radio network and back on the Talk America radio network. You can listen to us on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes, or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail that we can use on a future broadcast at 772 Oh, man, I'm just so sick of this Russiagate hoax that the Democrats have drug us through for the last three years now. Turned out to be nothing. They wasted all of our time and all of our energy and basically prevented any progress from being made solving these national problems. So I thought today I would uh, I would look at the lighter side of life. And if you're looking for something that's humorous and really downright funny, there are a few things that can compete with this clown car uh, that is the 24-candidate Democrat presidential field for 2020. And uh, I thought we would just take some time to really dig into this field. You know, there's so many of them that uh, they come at you so um, fast and furious that you forget just how many of them they are and uh, and just how crazy they are. You know, if you had a group of friends, 24 friends, say, and they were like the Democrat field for 2020, you would think that the world has gone crazy because each and every one of these people are are off the deep end, some worse than others. You've got some that uh, can almost pass for normal, but uh, once you dig into their prescriptions and what they believe and what they want for this country, you realize they're all bat poop crazy. So we're going to just go through one by one, but just to sort of set up this uh, this whole uh, topic, I want to play a, a little clip from uh, from Orange Man. On, uh, on his take on this field. Anybody that votes for a Democrat now is crazy. When you look at what's coming up, crazy. Gotta be crazy. The Democrats don't care about what their extremist immigration agenda will do to your communities, your hospitals. How about your hospitals? They're being overrun. Your schools. California, they want to give you free education, free health care, open borders. I mean, we're going to have 10 million people move to California. This is the craziest thing. So here's what we do. Let's get these people out of there. There's something wrong. They're cuckoo. They're cuckoo. They most certainly are cuckoo. You can't understand the basics of economics. They're offering uh, to expand the welfare state with free health care, guaranteed income, free tuition, just a whole panoply of uh, giveaways. And at the same time, They're advocating for open borders. They don't want to control the border whatsoever. Absolutely not build a wall. That's the only way 
uh, that you can control the border. Each and every one of them is against it. Each and every one of them is uh, for amnesty, the magnet that will draw uh, more and more of men. And at the same time, they want to continue and grow a welfare state. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what the result of that will be. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to start ticking off these candidates one by one and just giving you my take on them. The first, of course, is uh, is sleepy Joe Biden. And he uh, he entered the race. It appeared somewhat reluctantly, sadly, at the encouragement of uh, my former boss uh, at the International Association of Firefighters, uh, Harold Shadeberger. And it it really hurts my feelings when I see Joe Biden parading around in front of this IAFF banner saying that they support Joe Biden. The truth of the matter is the rank and file of the firefighters are not on board with Joe Biden. This thing is being driven from the from the top. Harold and uh, Joe are, are good uh, longtime friends. And um, and I think Harold believes that, um, you know, Joe Biden may be able to bring the Democrats back to the middle. But what's happening is instead is that the far left Democrats have drugged Joe Biden to the left. And uh, today he came out with his, well, it's actually his second um, number one priority if he is elected president. The first was uh, last week he said that LGBTQ rights were going to be at the top of his agenda. I'm not sure what we could do that, to give uh, homosexuals uh, any more rights than they already have but uh, that's going to be his number one priority or at least it was last week this week he's decided that the green new deal is going to be his number one priority so uh, he has you know looked at the landscape and figured out the way that he could get on board with the far left left democrat agenda while at the same time not um, not insulting you know uh too many blue collar uh white voters is to sign on to aoc's green new deal never mind the fact that it's a stone cold loser as uh, trump would say and that it is going to would destroy millions and millions of jobs it'll never be passed it's simply a talking point but uh joe biden's my candidate for the dems um i I hope he is uh, their representative because uh, it will guarantee another Trump victory because the far left of the Democrat Party will stay home in droves just as they did for Hillary Clinton. And much like Hillary Clinton, he is um, he is very low energy. Even this last Memorial Day weekend, when all of the other candidates were out on the stump, you know, working New Hampshire and Iowa and the other uh, early primary states, Joe Biden, Biden was no place to be found. And this last week when they had a major Democrat convention in California, who would miss that opportunity? Joe Biden didn't show up. And I know why he didn't show up, because he would have been booed from the, uh, you know, from the audience, because he just is no longer in step with the modern Democrat Party, especially not the ones out in California. So, you know, Joe Biden's been popping up every couple of days, very similar to how Hillary Clinton ran her uh, presidential campaign. And the truth of the matter is he cannot seem to draw a crowd. Maybe that's why they're keeping him off the campaign trail 
to uh, to reduce the contrast between uh, the kinds of crowds that he can draw and those that um, that Trump can uh, turn out at the drop of a hat. I think it is uh, his announcement. He was in a um, a union hall there in Philadelphia, and he had about two hundred people there. Stayed, said a bunch of stupid things, and uh, and then we didn't didn't see him for several more days. So I'm not sure how bad he wants it, and he's certainly got so much baggage that is completely out of step. You know, he's running around apologizing for his votes on the crime bill. He actually has nothing to apologize there uh, for there. Uh, the crime bill, which he uh, did vote for, was successful in dramatically reducing the crime rate in this country. He shouldn't apologize for it, but in today's Democrat Party, he most certainly has to. And... Um, so I've got a, a clip here. This is, uh, this is Joe, just a, a sample of the type of gaffe we can expect from Joe Biden if and when he gets this Democrat election, uh, nomination. My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. My mother and father believed. <laughs> my mother and father believed that if I wanted to be vice or president of the United States, that I could be vice president. <laughs> Here's another little bud uh, what we can expect from Joe Biden. Look, John's last minute economic plan does nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three letter word jobs. J O B S. Jobs. Three letter word J O B S. You know, I mean, uh, that's that's the least of his troubles is his is uh, that he is a nonstop gaff machine. Maybe that's why they're keeping him off the campaign trail. But um, you know, he he is going to have to answer to the far left of the Democrat base, and I know that they're highly motivated to get uh, Trump out of there. And maybe he uh, he thinks that if he gives them the Green New Deal, that that will be enough for them to ignore his previous uh, votes. Um, you know, for the Iraq war, for instance, for the uh, for the crime bill that resulted in mass incarceration in their eyes and um, and his mistreatment of Anita Hill when he uh, when he pointed out that a lot of the testimony she gave before his Senate Judiciary Committee was inconsistent and obviously lies. He's been apologizing for that and um, how he, you know, treated uh, his generation's attempt to uh, do to Clarence Thomas what this current generation attempted to do to Brett Kavanaugh. But um, sleepy Joe Biden, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried at all. And, uh, and I know that the president is, uh, is looking forward to, uh, to running against him if, if and when he is the candidate. The number two candidate for the Democrats is none other than uh, – Old, crazy, red diaper doper baby Bernie Sanders. And Sanders uh, is really the embodiment of the modern Democrat Party. He has probably done more to during his uh, 2016 presidential run to really embolden the socialist Marxist powers in the Democrat Party. And uh, and he really is uh, has their heart. If, if they could pick a president of the United States, it would most certainly be the Democrat socialist Bernie Sanders. But they're scared, you see. Uh, 
because they're not sure that Bernie Sanders can beat Trump. What's really amazing about it is Bernie's older and whiter than Joe Biden, and but he's uh, he's got a lot more energy. He's out there working it, and um, and the the Democrats, the establishment Democrats, are organizing once again to try to you know keep him from becoming the nominee. He's not, in fact, a Democrat. He's a Democrat socialist, so is AOC. Uh, that's fine. If they want to, you know, invade and hijack the Democrat Party, I'm all for it. But it's, it is amazing, and people should note that Bernie Sanders is an unreconstructed uh, Marxist. He honeymooned in the old USSR, came back and praised it to the heavens. And during, um, during the Reagan administration... He um, he was a big supporter of um, Manuel Ortega's Sandinistas that uh, you know were working with Russia to establish a foothold there in Central America. He was a a big cheerleader for Fidel Castro and never missed an opportunity to praise Fidel Castro for the great work he did suppressing uh, you know his people and uh, imposing. Uh, socialist ideals on on that little island nation. Here's a clip of Bernie Sanders. I think this is back in the 80s after he had returned from a trip to uh, um, Nicaragua. And uh, he is being interviewed by a local high school student there in Vermont. I think what I learned, one of the things that I, I, I think I learned on my trip you know, as, as a socialist, the word socialism does not frighten me, and I think it's probably fair to say that the Nicaraguan government is primarily a socialist government. You may recall way back in, when was it, 1961, they invaded Cuba, and everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world, and all the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They had forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. But just because Ronald Reagan dislikes these people does not mean to say that the people in their own nations feel the same way. How do you find the sincerity of Sandinista leaders? I was impressed. I was impressed by Father Descoto because he is a very gentle, very loving man. Uh, Ortega is an impressive guy. Uh, Ernest- so old Bernie Sanders is all in on allowing the Russians to get a foothold in the Western Hemisphere and uh, import their particular brand of Marxism to Nicaragua, honeymooned in the Soviet Union, big supporter of Fidel Castro, and now we have reached the point in this country where we're seriously considering electing him, or we aren't, but uh, the Democrats are, uh, electing him president of the United States. It's really gone that far, folks. This is why they're desperate to make Joe Biden the nominee, because uh, once we round that corner, I don't think the Democrats will win another election, uh, at least for a generation, because they're going to so frighten people that, uh, you know, they're going to do to this country what uh, Maduro and um, and his predecessor did there in Venezuela. Just take a, a, a robust, prosperous economy and absolutely drive it into the ground by destroying the work ethic, destroying uh, the free enterprise system, and promising people that they can get something for nothing. Bernie Sanders is going to run against Joe Biden. And then if it doesn't, if you thought it couldn't get any worse, you got Pocahontas right behind them. She's number three in the polls right now, 
Elizabeth Warren, who thought, um, well, I guess we should start further back. She built her whole career off of claiming that she was an American Indian. Now, she will tell you that, uh, you know, a newspaper did an investigation and determined that uh, her claiming that she was an American Indian on her student application uh, for, you know, jobs and um, uh, uh, spots in college didn't help her. That is a stone-cold lie. It most certainly did. It's the reason she put it down. She knew what she was doing. And uh, she went to some relatively minor school, I think in Texas, and became a, a law professor at Harvard University. Let me tell you something, folks. Harvard University doesn't hire law professors from podunk uh, universities in Texas or Oklahoma. She got that job because she claimed to be an American Indian, and soon after she got the job, uh, Harvard University started touting her as the first woman of color on their faculty. So after taking all of the you know slings and arrows from Trump for, uh, for this obvious fraud that she has bas- basically based her professional life on, she thought it was she'd have the brilliant idea of going and taking a, uh, uh, a DNA test. And she got the results, which determined that uh, she was about one one thousandth and twenty fourth. Um, it's not American Indian. It wasn't even American Indian. It was some marker for uh, South American mestizo Indians. So, and then she made a commercial saying that that validated her claim that she was in fact an American Indian. She didn't. And she spoke to this guy that's supposed to be a genetics expert at Berkeley University that said, oh, yes, yes, uh, yes, it's clear that you have American Indian ancestry. She didn't bother finding out that the average white American, just the -the run-of-the-mill, normal white folks, have more American Indian blood than this uh, DNA test showed that she did. So now she's uh, she's continuing on this apology tour because she's uh, she's pissed off the American Indians who you know who know that she has been uh, conducting this fraud for so long, and she apologizes at every every opportunity. She was on a, uh, a talk show. It's it must be uh, uh, Charlemagne the God. I mean, who would call themselves Charlemagne the God? But uh, it was. Um, a black morning talk host who basically pointed out that she was the original Rachel Donzal, the uh, the white girl out in uh, Spokane, Washington, that was heading up the lo- pretending to be black and heading up the local chapter of the NAACP. So, I got a clip here of Elizabeth Warren. She's uh, she's trying to ingratiate herself with uh, the peeps. And here's how she opened up a, uh, a live stream from her kitchen. There we go. Um, I'm glad for everybody who's joining this video. It's great to hear from you. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me um, a beer. <laughs> I'm going to get me hey. um, a beer. She's just one of the gang. You, uh, you know... 
oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, she loves to knock a cold one back when she's about to do a live stream to show that she is just a, you know, a normal gal from Oklahoma claimed to be an American Indian and got a, a, a very, very lucrative spot on the faculty at Harvard University. You know, while I'm on the topic of uh, Ivy League universities, have you noticed that uh, so many of the establishment uh, creatures in Washington, D.C. Are, are graduates of Harvard and Yale and Oxford and all these? They have made an absolute disaster almost uh, out of almost everything they've touched. And it goes, uh, goes on to prove my theory that you can, in fact, be overeducated. You can go past the point of truth into uh, hypothetical theories and, uh, and, and become stupid. So there's sort of a spectrum where you're undereducated and you're stupid, and then you become overeducated and you're stupid again. And the sweet spot is kind of somewhere in the middle. Because the, the 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 leadership that is coming out of these Ivy League institutions has been an absolute unmitigated disaster for this country, and I think we need to st- sort of uh, dissuade ourselves that somehow these are in fact the best or the brightest. They may be in fact the stupidest and the dimmest. We've just got a couple of minutes to go, and I'll talk about Kamala Harris. Amazingly, Kamala Harris. God, would you like to listen to that for the next four years, that nasal um, badgering that she specializes in? Went after um, the the new Attorney General Barr with that uh, that prosecutorial nasal voice. Kamala Harris is so stupid she doesn't have walking around since. She uh, she appeared on CNN early on in her campaign and st- promptly stuck her foot in her mouth. You support uh, the Medicare for All bill, I think, initially. Correct. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it? Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care. And you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has, has not had that situation where you've got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this. Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. Let's eliminate the paperwork from private industry. Can you imagine the amounts of paperwork and prior approvals you're going to have to have if the government ever gets his hands on the provision of our health insurance. But Kamala Harris uh, somehow has wormed her way into the imagination of the left wing of the Democrat Party. She started her career as a, uh, a young, ambitious, um, you know, political operative and was uh, tapped quite literally by San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown, he uh, went on to be Speaker of the House, a very powerful man in California. And uh, basically, Kamala Harris slept her way to the top with uh, so-called dating the married Willie Brown. She was 30 years old. He was 60 years old. He speaks of it uh, quite fondly, and uh, she does everything in her power to change the subject. 
not the worst thing in the world you can do, I guess, but don't run around moralizing to the rest of us if that's how you got to where you are today. She can't grasp the the basic understanding of her signature campaign issue, which is um, Medicare for all. And she had to walk back those comments the next day. We got to run out to a break. When we get back, we're gonna we're gonna work our way through the rest of this clown car called the Democrat 2020 presidential field. Right after two messages on right now with Jim Dawes. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five. Keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, Keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo Five O radio network and now back on the Talk America radio network. If I win my race and we get it just the way we want it, and I think we're going to win it big, I'm looking at the competition. You sort of dream about competition like that, but who knows? Who knows? I got boot edge edge. I got them all. I got Beto. Beto. Beto's falling fast. What the hell happened? Remember about four, four weeks ago, he said, I was made for this. He was made for it. He was made to fall like a rock. He, what happened to him? But he's trying to restart his campaign. That generally doesn't work out too well. Political geniuses, when you have to restart your campaign, history has said that that does not work out well, right? History has said that that's trouble. But he's going to restart his campaign. But I'm looking at it. I don't know what the hell happened to Biden. What happened to him? I'm looking. I said, that doesn't look like the guy I knew. What happened to him? And Bernie, you know, Bernie's crazy. Bernie's crazy. But Bernie's got a lot more energy than Biden, so you never know. No, no, Bernie's got a lot of energy. But it's energy to get rid of your jobs. He's got the opposite energy that you produce. Not good energy. You don't like his energy. But, you know, so it's going to be one of these people. Uh, Pocahontas, I think, is probably out. (laughs) Well, you got some beauties here. 350 million people, and that's the best we can do. I don't think so. Even as Democrats, I could pick better than that. In the first quarter of this year, the economy grew an annual rate 
of 3.2% smashing projections. Remember, they thought it would be about one. First quarter is always the lowest. They thought it would be about one. And then the day of, they said, but, you know, we're doing really well, but maybe it'll be up to two, maybe one and a half. Right, fellas? And then it came out 3.2 and everybody was freaking out except. So, the, I mean, I, I went ahead and played the rest of that clip where you got into the economy because that is going to be the big hurdle for these uh, these leftist Democrats trying to get, convince people that they really ought to throw over good times economically, peace abroad. The president uh, has, has not been successful in securing the border, but it's not his fault. He has tried to move heaven and earth in order to do it, but he has been steadfastly opposed by the Democrats who now have control of the House of Representatives and even more importantly by his uh, leftist or by these leftist judges that uh, Barack Obama installed on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. But they're going to have a hard time. I don't care who the Democrats nominate. What are they going to say when the president points out the lowest unemployment figures in 60 years? You know, they're going to try to pull the race card like they always do. They want to play identity politics, and he's going to be able to point out the lowest unemployment in history for black people. Do black people want to go back to not being able to get a job and Hispanics? So back to this uh, this clown car. We got uh, Pete Boot Edge Edge. And, I mean, I don't want to risk being called homophobic because that would be a, some sort of mental disorder that gave me an unnatural fear of homosexuals, which is, uh, you know, an absurd uh, twist or uh, perversion of the language, homophobic. I'm nothing of the sort. Most people aren't. If, uh, if you want to, you know, engage in that kind of activity, go for it. That's your, uh, that's your deal. I don't, I'm not going to be voting for you for president, not based on, you know, any sort of discrimination or hatred for you. Again, that's your business, but if you're a man and you show a preference for another man over a woman, then I'm going to doubt your judgment. Why would you choose a man when you had the opportunity to choose a beautiful, soft, good-smelling, sweet female? That just uh, that just tells me right there that uh, your judgment is uh, can't be trusted. But if you look at uh, Buttigieg's name, you can see why he is uh, very anxious to tell people how to pronounce it. Because really, it's spelled Buttigieg. B u t t i g i e g, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I don't see boot edge edge in there, but a gig, but, um, he's actually a, a, a well-spoken young man. He has, uh, risen, you know, to the mayor of a mid-sized Midwestern city, South Bend, Indiana, and just 30, you know, he's only 37 years old by all accounts, honorably served our nation in uh, Iraq with the local National Guard. Very anxious, Pete Buttigieg is, to make an issue of his um, sexual orientation. 
trying to pick a fight with uh, uh, Mike Pence, you know, for Mike Pence uh, opposing um, gay marriage, I think it was. Mike Pence has, uh, you know, ignored him. Everybody likes to talk about but, uh, Buttigieg that uh, he doesn't uh, or, or that he speaks uh, several foreign languages. I'm always impressed by people that are able to speak foreign languages. It's not a, a skill that I have. And he was able to learn Norwegian, apparently sitting on his uh, toilet uh, trying to read a, a book. Pretty impressive. He's one of these guys that believes the Electoral College has to go, and he wants to engineer uh, elections so that uh, Democrats will always uh, always win. Mayor Pete. Um like I said, he, he is uh, one of the more, more normal-sounding Democrats. But when you really push him, uh, he is as far left as any of them. Following up uh, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, we got Amy Klobuchar, Midwestern nice. She's from Minnesota. And, uh, you know, she comes off with that Midwestern nice. And... Uh, she um, she's uh, on the Senate committee. If you want to look at uh, what what you could expect for her from president, you can uh, go look at the Senate Judiciary uh, Committee and her treatment of Brett Kavanaugh when this was obviously a uh, put up hit job by the uh, the chair, Diane Feinstein. She went right along with it. Tried to really hammer. Brad Kavanaugh for the fact that, uh, you know, he likes to drink beer. Pointed out that her her father was an alcoholic and uh, implied that this um, respected jurist who has a lifelong uh, history of accomplishment was somehow, you know, unfit for the Supreme Court because he liked to drink beer. I don't know. She's uh, her big <laughs> her big uh, hit was uh, she's mean to her staffers, and uh, she made one of her staffers wash a comb that she ate a salad with. I don't know if that's any big deal, but uh, Amy Klobuchar seems like a nice lady, but she can't be trusted because she's uh, right right there along with the Democrats' uh, far left agenda. Then you got Beto O'Rourke. The president mentioned him in his uh, his little statement there, and Beto O'Rourke is a as a dumpster fire. This is a guy who, you know, just loves to grovel and scrape before every uh, far left Democrat constituency. If he's talking to a white reporter, he'll apologize for being, or if he's talking to a black reporter, he'll apologize for being white. If he's talking to a female reporter, he'll apologize for being a man. If he's talking to a homosexual group, he'll apologize for being straight. He's all for reparations. And um, and basically, Beto O'Rourke is, um, is, is stale white bread at this point. The Democrats have, have moved on. They've replaced their love of Beto with the love of Pete Buttigieg. Because, uh, you know, Pete Buttigieg checks another box on their intersectionality. 
He's not a just a white man. He is a, a gay white man. And so O'Rourke has been tossed out like uh, yesterday's garbage. And he is frantically waving his arms around trying to get some attention. But uh, like the president says, I think it's over for poor old Beto. Cory Booker, senator for New Jersey, former mayor of Newark, absolutely ran that city into the ground as if it could or, or you might not believe that it could have been run into the ground anymore, but uh, he most certainly did so. He's the one that, um, during the Kavanaugh hearings, uh, declared that he was Spartacus and that he was going to publish um, information uh, that was uh, covered by executive privilege from when Brett Kavanaugh was on the legal staff for uh, one of the Bushes, I forget which one. The chairman of the committee, Grassley at the time, said, okay, go ahead and do it. And uh, <laughs> and Cory Booker pretended that uh, that he was uh, breaking some sort of rule and, and defying the chair and declared himself Spartacus. Not sure exactly what uh, Cory Booker believes in because he is totally, thoroughly owned by the pharmaceutical and chemical uh, interests from New Jersey. Sold out long ago so that he could become a senator. Uh, he doesn't stand uh, Snowball's chance in hell for getting the uh, the nomination. But, you know, I could be wrong. I never thought he would have been elected senator from New Jersey either. Y'all, I often wonder, what is wrong with those people in New Jersey and, and Massachusetts and New York? Why do they keep electing these people? Andrew Yang. He's um, from the tech sector. And um, a venture capitalist made a lot of money. His big deal is he's going to get the presidential nomination by promising people free money. He's going to bypass all of this notion. We're going to give you free health care. We're going to give you free college tuition. And going straight to we're going to write you a check. And Andrew Yang was the first to introduce the concept to the uh, to the campaign, of course, many of the others, uh, not to be outdone on giving free stuff away, immediately jumped on board, including um, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. But his thing is he wants to write everybody a $1,000 check a month so that they will have a minimum guaranteed income. Well, if you give everybody $1,000 a month, and you guarantee their housing, and you guarantee, you give them a free college tuition and free health care, what is, what is going to motivate people to get up off the couch every day? Hell, they can even keep the dream of becoming rich um, alive by going and playing the lottery. Absolutely destroy the work ethic in this country. He doesn't care. He wants to be elected president. And if it takes promising... $1,000 a month to every everybody that's got a pulse in this country. That's what he's willing to do. Julian Castro. Julian for the future. 44 years old. He is a twin. I can't remember his brother's name. What is his brother's name? It would be interesting because uh, they could share the duties and uh, and maybe we wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's have sort of a built-in body double. 
Maybe he could get twice the work done. Castro is um, is an underachiever there. I think he was uh, he was mayor of San Antonio or El Paso, and uh, served as HUD secretary in the uh, the Clinton administration. But um, really, not much to say. Not very exciting. Not very uh, charismatic. Counting on. You know, representing the Hispanic vote, which is a, a large and growing constituency within the Democrat Party. I don't know how he'll ever get any traction because he is just uh, just not very interesting. Tulsi Gabbard, on the other hand, running for uh, for the nomination, is a very interesting character and has a lot of uh, interesting things to say. A very attractive woman. She is a uh, the first Hindu elected to uh, Congress from Hawaii, and she um, she has had the good sense to recommend that we get out of Syria, stay out of foreign wars, and has worked pretty closely uh, with Ron Paul, who uh, says that she is by far the very, very best of the Democrat field, and I would have to agree with him. She staked her campaign on opposition to uh, these useless foreign wars, and if nothing else, that should get her, um, you know, praise. Now, she has a history of uh, opposing gay marriage, and so that will disqualify her. There's no damn way in hell that the radical um, homosexual lobby within the Democrat Party is ever going to allow her to overcome that, although she has apologized profusely for her previous positions. Jay Inslee. Who the hell is Jay Inslee? He is a former uh, governor of the state of Washington. And his, he's basing his campaign on the Green New Deal. He's all in on AOC's radical plan to spend trillions and trillions of dollars to do away with fossil fuels and re, 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 uh, rebuild or renovate every structure in this country. Says if we don't uh, get on board with the sixty-eight or the, with the uh, the Green New Deal, that the world is going to come to an end. Fighting climate change is his big cause, cause to spell I. When he was mayor, when he was governor of uh, Washington, he in fact implemented the Paris Climate Accord despite the fact that uh, Trump had pulled the United States out of it. So he's perfectly willing to damage the economy there in Washington state, although Washington state probably produces less than 1% of the so-called greenhouse gases that the whole climate change hoax is based on so that he could virtue signal. Kristen Gillibrand, she had a, uh, a uh, one of these town halls on Fox News the other night with Chris Wallace. <laughs> she is a total fraud. She was elected from a rural conservative district in upstate New York and somehow tapped to succeed Hillary Clinton with that Senate seat there in New York when um, when Barack Obama appointed Hillary as Secretary of State. And she immediately 
switched all her positions that she needed to take to get elected from her conservative rural district as a Democrat. And now she is probably one of the most unhinged, far-left candidates on the Democrat uh, side. She couldn't bring herself uh, the other night on that Fox News town hall to say that um, there should be any restrictions on abortion. None. Right up until the moment of birth, the child in the uh, being birthed. She couldn't even, she can draw no restriction to it whatsoever. And then we started to get into some really obscure candidates. Steve Bullock, mayor of, oh, no, no. Steve Bullock is the guy, the, Mon, uh, the Montana governor. Montana has a population about equal to a, a normal-sized um, housing project in New York City. Beautiful state. It has been poorly led. But Steve Bullock... He wants to be mayor. He he again is uh, he's trying to you know run on this um, this climate change initiative. I don't know what Steve Bullock stands for. Stacey Abrams, I do know. Stacey Abrams ran for governor of Georgia and came within about fifty thousand votes of winning, which is just depressing. <laughs> but I do know Stacey Abrams. I did a lot of work as the uh, president of the fire the Georgia Firefighters Association in the uh, capital in Atlanta and had some dealings with her when she was the minority leader in the, uh, in the uh, Senate in Georgia. But, um, oh, my God, she is so delusional. So her, her big thing is that uh, uh, somehow – Blacks are being denied the right to vote because Georgia passed a voter ID law. So, you know, the big Democrat talking point is that if you're required to show a photo ID, then um, then black folks just can't be expected to be able to deal with that and that it's suppressing their vote. And she insists to this day that she won the election in Georgia despite all facts or, or all evidence to the contrary. Her big thing is, despite the fact that record numbers of blacks turned out to vote for her, that it wasn't enough because for some sort of crypto reason that she really can't put her finger on, Brian Kemp, who was the former Secretary of State in Georgia, somehow kept, you know, blacks from getting to the polls it was an absurd claim but uh, nonetheless Stacey Abrams is back on the scene you can have some video of her burning Georgia state flag when she was a radical attending Morehouse it was I think it was Morehouse or Clark no not Morehouse Morehouse is all male what was it um it may have been Clark University the the female equivalent of Morehouse College there in Atlanta. Tim Ryan, a nine-term congressman from Youngstown, Ohio, doesn't stand a chance in hell. He can't even win his home state of Ohio because uh, Trump has done such a great job turning around the economy. He's got some sort of long-term industrial strategy, which is uh, not a bad idea, designed to make us competitive 
with China and uh, industries like uh, automobile manufacturing. He he sounds like he needs to be uh, a Republican, but uh, maybe he's from one of those districts that you cannot be elected as a Republican, and so he is a Democrat that figures if all the rest of these uh, lunatic Democrats are running them, why not him? Don, John Delaney. Oh, my God. He's trying to pretend that he is preaching a, a, a message of national unity. He's the former Maryland congressman. And uh, what he does is insult Trump supporters at every opportunity and then uh, tries to say, well, let's just all get along. John Hickenlooper. Oh, I mean, Hick, Hickenlooper. Former governor of Ohio was booed off the stage in California during that uh, that state convention that I mentioned to you. Because he had the nerve to tell those uh, far leftists out there that socialism is not the answer. <laughs> well, uh, give Hickenlooper points for having the nerve to, uh, to say that in that environment because he absolutely got savaged. But he is a gun grabber. He is a, uh, a you know, climate hoax um, proponent. Seems like a you know a decent uh, sort of middle of the road bland character, but if you look how he uh, governed Colorado, he is anything but. Eric Swalwell, number nineteen. Eric Swalwell, oh my God, what a disaster that guy is. Represents a congressional district out there in uh, in California. Seems like a, a decent fellow who has uh, totally been brainwashed by the leftist Democrats. Can't shut his mouth about uh, Russian collusion. Promised, promised that Mueller was going to deliver the goods against Donald Trump. And show that he was, in fact, a Manchurian candidate representing the Kremlin. None of it was true. And he came out and said, well, Trump can sue me if he doesn't like what I said, knowing that that is bull. He's got a young family. It's, you know, that's a damn shame what is uh, what is what they've done to poor Eric Swalwell. But uh, first in his family to go to college, he's got a brother that's on the police force. He is a former federal prosecutor wants to take away everyone's weapons and doesn't mind doing it by force if he has to. Mandatory national ban and a buyback on automatic weapons, semi-automatic weapons. Said on Twitter that if you're not willing to give them up, that the federal government has nuclear weapons. Seth Moulton's a pretty interesting character. A former Marine captain served... Four tours in Iraq wants to um, require, have uh, compulsory national service for kids. Running on his uh, national security credentials while at the same time promising reparations. So he's going to take money from people who never owned slaves and probably didn't even, uh, ancestors never owned slaves including, by the way, the uh, uh, the people whose ancestors died on the Union side to end slavery, 
He's going to take money from them and give it to people who's never were slaves, never never had a parent or a grandparent or a great-great-grandparent that was a slave, Seth Moulton. And then you get out in some really obscure characters like Michael Bennett. Um, what is he? Former chief of staff for Hickenpooper. Why would you want a, a former chief of staff for Hickenpooper when you could just go ahead and vote for Hickenpooper? I don't know what his big deal is. He, um, I guess he figures everybody else is running. I'm going to run too. Marianne Williamson, a guru, a self-improvement, self-help guru, one of Oprah's big favorites. I think she's just running so she can sell books. Her big uh, signature issue is a prayer of apology to African Americans. Oh, my God. You know, you'd think that African Americans would get tired of being pandered to all the time. But she's all on board with that. Then you've got Wayne Messam, a mayor of Miramar, Florida. Now, that is a. Uh, that's where Miami International Airport, I believe, is is located. I don't know why the mayor of Miramar, Florida, would think that he can get elected president of the United States. Well, I guess look at the rest of the field. He's all for statehood for Puerto Rico. That's a a loser right there. We had a free Puerto Rico. They don't pay income taxes, but they're eligible for welfare and food stamps. Wayne Messam. And then, of course, you've got the the stone-cold communist Bill de Blasio who can't run New York City and certainly can't run, be trusted with the United States. I have as high a poll ratings as Bill de Blasio, which is zero. I am polling the same for the Democrat nomination for President of the United States as Bill de Blasio. <laughs> well, that's all 24 candidates, and we got to go. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. You're listening to Find My Way from Paul McCartney's latest album, McCartney 3. Labeled as one of 2020's best albums by Rolling Stone, this collection completes a trilogy that began in 1970. Now available on all music platforms.